the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Dotcomer. On Our special guest this week, we're just continuing the Patriots.com uh, guest, Megan O'Brien, joining us after Paul Perillo joined us last week. Megan, don't be as negative as Paul was. Oh, that's really hard to do. Don't worry. I also, I'm, you know, I feel like sloppy seconds here. Paul was your first choice, and then you moved down to me. Well, actually, Giardi was our first choice. Paul was our second choice. You're our third choice, so you're sloppy thirds here. Well, I guess I beat Eric and Mike, so. Uh, well, Eric will never get asked. <laughs> we might get Mike. I don't know. We'll see. Mike might be. A... I yeah, did learn something draft, today man. on Twitter, though. Apparently, you two share a catchphrase. Mike and I? Oh, well, us two. You and Ryan. I was, what, what, what are we doing here? You guys like it? Because I, I know Ryan, like, he says what? that in sports-related world or, you know, off-the-record real world. <laughs> when we're talking about, you know, work gossip, it's always, what are we doing here? What, what are we doing? What's he doing? What are we doing? Yeah, I say it frequently. I always do it. I mean, wh- what are we doing here? That's yeah, I do it like that. Say, what are we doing? Okay, so uh, you were at the Super Bowl. I was. You went with the Aircraft One healthcare workers? I did. And what was that experience like? So I knew I was going to be going to Tampa to work to cover this event that the Kraft family put on. They're flying 76 vaccinated healthcare workers. So I knew throughout the week that this was happening and that I would be going. And they wanted to collect interviews with every single healthcare worker, not just for the Patriots archives, but as a way to give these people something they could remember, give it to the hospitals to just document the day. So I knew I would be going on that. I had no idea I'd be actually going to the game itself. I was prepared to watch it in a hotel conference room. And then we got on the plane and Stacey James told us that the crafts had got us tickets. So we actually got to go to the game, which was a little icing on the cake. Um, It was a 24 hour trip, left my house at 5.15 AM on Sunday, got back at 5.15 AM on Monday. So quick in and out trip, but, um, It was very cool. I mean, we do a lot of these types of things working for the Patriots community events. And Andy, you know, since you worked there, I think by far the best thing the organization does all year is the day of pampering event where they uh, pamper cancer patients and then give them tickets to the game. Um, This was way better than that. It was just unbelievable. And I mean, I'm lucky and I can't speak for you guys, but my life hasn't really been impacted that much by COVID. I mean, I stay home, but other than that, like I haven't been sick. I don't know anyone who's really been seriously sick or hospitalized or anything like that. But these healthcare workers, they've seen it all. So they were just so appreciative, so excited. Almost every interview I did, there were tears in the eyes. Um, It was cool to see. I'm happy for them. And it just kind of showed this is what we can get to. Um, It's a while away, but we're getting there. So you interviewed all 76 of them? Easy was there as well. Holy so crap. They did, I think, 18 interviews, and I did the rest. What? That's, um, that's a lot. Where do you even do them? Like, on the plane when you're going down? Like We got probably 10 done before we left, and then on the plane, we were just cycling through. Uh, did you have, like, a videographer? Recording? Yeah. We that's, had a little um, station set up, and sanitized every time people came through. It's just quick, like three to four minute interviews. Now, were so they, 
did you try to make them unique or were they similar same question to every person or so we did our homework a little bit and knew which people had like stories that stood out Mr. Kraft went on Zoom with some of them to award them tickets at the beginning. So we were able to kind of draw from that. There yep. was a girl, I forget what hospital she was from, but her name was Mora. And Mr. Kraft surprised her on a Zoom call and said to, she was going to the Super Bowl. And she said, no shit. I don't know if I can swear on here. Can <laughs> I swear? Can. Okay. Well, it's a little late now to ask. Well, she said no shit and then covered her mouth. And so I asked her about that interaction. And there were some people who... Um, you know, had family members that were, some people had never been on a plane before. So we had like storylines that I knew, like this is the person whose first flight, I need to ask them about that. But for the most part, it was, I said, you know, so tell me how you found out what happened on that day. And then they'd be like, oh my God, you know, I, I got this call from my boss. I thought I was getting fired. I went to the office. Turns out I wasn't getting fired. I was going to the Super Bowl. And it just led to more questions. But generally they were the same. And then we identified some to go a little deeper with. Oh, cool. And, and then got, the game? What was the game like? Yeah. The game? Oh, sorry, Ryan. Didn't mean to step on you. Ryan's oh, the um, like, Let Ryan yeah, ask yeah, you. He's yeah, the host. Like, how different was it with limited fans? Did you, it like, was quiet. Like, Very quiet. It didn't feel like a Super Bowl. Um, the halftime show was weird because it wasn't on the field. They had it, like, in the corner of the end zone. There was very few lines, which is great. Like, you could go to the bathroom, no problem get food, no problem, like all between the little commercial breaks, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, just quieter. Uh, everything was no, like tickets were all virtual because they wanted no paper, no yep. cash allowed. Everything was credit card. Um, I think that will be new moving forward in the NFL and probably around all sporting events. But other than it being quiet, I mean, it was the same and halftime was different, but same. Who were you rooting for? I was rooting for the Chiefs, to be honest. Me too. Nice. Let's go. I really was. You know, I, I've struggled with this Brady thing, and I've gotten a lot of heat for it. But so was Andy. Um, Me too. I was not rooting for Brady at all. Nope, nor was I. Unfortunately, he got the job. Actually, I still don't say unfortunately. I wasn't really rooting against him. I just wasn't rooting for him. Like, I think it's a cool story, and his greatness is – I'm always for achievement in anything, you know, whether it's hit, watching a little league kid hit home runs, whatever. But it was weird rooting against him and then rooting. I was rooting for Gronk, which also was a weird because obviously, you know, Gronk can't do anything without Brady doing something and that whole dynamic. But yes, good, good. Because Ryan was like little boy Ryan from New England was rooting for Tom Brady. He was just like, oh, I love you, Tom. I love you. Everyone was like that. I was so annoyed because I... I'm not even from here, so I wouldn't say I'm like a Patriots fan, but I weirdly felt betrayed by Brady all season long. Well, and I know we overdo the relationship comparisons, like that it's a divorce and that it's this, but I do think this was a little insight to people like some people who might get divorced and wish their significant other well in their future relationships, and some people like maybe you and I who would wish nothing but the worst for them and hope that they die, 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 die. That was me. Okay. That was me to a T this entire season. Okay, so right now, today, I don't know if you guys were actually watching. Have you guys been watching the parade? The, oh, the, the boat? Parade? I saw they threw the Lombardi trophy. Yes, from one boat to another, from well, Brady's fancy Is that the boat. real one or is it fake? There are, well, the one thing you'll learn in this business, there is no real one. There's hundreds of trophies everywhere. Did you watch Roosevelt Colvin on Sunday? He has an, a, a, a Super Bowl morning ritual where he cleans his two trophies. Roosevelt Colvin has two trophies. No offense to Roosevelt Colvin, but he's not exactly Tom Brady. So if Roosevelt Colvin has trophies, 
They're a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. So, yeah, it doesn't really matter that they threw one. They drop it, they make another one. Well, well I think the one that Gronk dented, though, was the real one. Well, real is only relative to the one that's actually on the field for the game, right? Like, the, yes, that's, that's the real one. But it probably floats, too, right? It's, it's sealed and it's hollow, so it probably would float anyway. You just swim yeah. out and get it. See Godwin's phone with thrown in the tra- in the water. Yeah, stuff happens. I'm waiting to see, and it's ongoing, so we'll get more highlights. Somebody's going in. Somebody either intentionally or unintentionally. Somebody's going swimming. I will say though, I don't know how cool it is for fans. Like, how many fans are getting an in-person view of? I think certain of- parts of the river had more like viewing access than others. Like people were on bridges and whatever. Yeah, I just. I don't. I think the actual traditional, like New York style and Boston style, through the city offers more of an opportunity. Like literally, the first one, there was a million people there. So right. there's a million people lining the streets watching you go by. I don't think a million people in Tampa are actually going to see no. Tom Brady go by. Or they Trump. don't even have a million fans, though. It's, I mean, oh, now she, now she just turned into little Ryan from New England. They don't even have good fans. My so ass. Wrong. Well, Tampa's not a sports town. We know that. It's a championship town. Well, now for a year. But. That's how you start. Right. That's how things start for a year. And guess, guess who's one of the top favorites for next year's Super Bowl? Huh, the damnedest thing. The Bucks, because they're talented. I do think they're going to repeat at any chance. I, I don't think they're going to repeat. I don't think – they, think about it. They had so many things go perfectly this year. No injuries, like the playoffs. They got lucky a few of those games. They have no chance of repeating. I also don't think they win if they have three road games in front of fans. Correct. That certainly helped. But I, I do – I think there's a chance they repeat because I think there's a chance they're better. I just think that if they stay together in some form or fashion, I think there's a chance they end up being better. Now, if Godwin leaves and Gronk doesn't come back, even though he says he's coming back, like if they start to fracture a little bit, maybe. But in theory, they're going to be better. I mean, you read these stories where week one – Arian said something to Brady and Brady's like, what the hell does that mean? What does that word mean? I've never heard that word before. And like, so in theory, they should be a more well-oiled unit next year. So yeah, I don't, I would not rule it out. I think there's a better chance the chiefs are not in the Super Bowl than the bucks are not in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think AFC championship game. This is my early pick. It's going to be bills Colts in the AFC championship game. The Colts, they don't don't even have a quarterback yet. Well, they're going to get one. They're a quarterback away. Just take one player. This time who's last the year, the Bucs didn't have a quarterback. So. Yeah, uh, I, oh, oh, I just saw on my phone the Colts signed Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, they got a quarterback, so you got him in the AFC. quarterback? Um, I don't know. Maybe Carson. Carson wins. Why not? Maybe they draft a guy. Maybe they now, get him on the show. Is he going to play more than, I don't know, half the year? What's that? Is he going to play more than half the year, Carson Wentz? Because like, that's, that's fine. Like, the theory is Wentz is either going to go to Chicago or Indy. Yep. But does he play? Is he good? Is he hurt? Like, oh, yeah. It's all Frank Reich. It's, he's back. Hmm. All right. I'm already annoyed with her. I don't know if we need to have you got her. the early, earliest AFC pick for next year. And like, hey, I mean, it's a hot take for a reason. It's early. I'm going to get ahead of the curve. So. You know, most, most hot takes, the hot is just a placeholder for the word stupid. <laughs> stupid. That's actually a really good point. Yes. <laughs> um, you picked a team who you don't know who the quarterback's going to be. And I, I actually like it. I mean, yeah. you brought up a topic that I didn't see coming. No. Because I was really annoyed, and Ryan and I talked a little bit about this, the ESPN story that ranked all the NFL teams into categories of, you know, ready to win the Super Bowl, a year away, contender. And I'm like, how can you do this when people are expecting somewhere in the range of 
10 to 20 quarterbacks to switch teams. Like, how can you say the Colts, for instance? Do I think the Colts are a good team? Yep. But if Cam Newton, oh, Cam Newton signs with the Colts, do you think they're a good team? Nope. Okay, so how can you say what the Colts are now? That w- It's a dumb exercise. Well, I don't uh, think I the don't Colts are going to sign Cam Newton. I think that they're going to get someone better. I think they're determined to do that. Yeah, but what if everybody else gets someone better, too? Right. Now, the, I, like, they could also get Deshaun Watson for the, all the hell I right. know. Like, if they trade for Deshaun Watson, I'm on board with your preview of them being in the AFC title game. I do think the AFC is good, too. I think the AFC is really talented, and the Chiefs are – I don't know if the gap is closing, but there's a lot of other high-quality opponents. Like, you look at the Bills, good team. You look at your Colts, if they have a decent quarterback, could be a good team. I think the – depending on how Justin Herbert plays, I think the Chargers are sneaky good. I really think they're sneaky good. Um, And everybody gives Belichick and the Patriots some credit. Oh, yeah, let's go down that road. We only have 40 minutes because, you know, Ryan's too cheap to upgrade to the Zoom that actually allows it uh, to go longer we, than that. We one. have an upgraded one. We just can't use it between uh, one and six as OMF uses it. So we don't have it. Why uh, don't you just update and then expense it? <laughs> yeah. Well, who do we expense it to? We don't have a boss. <laughs> yeah. Back. <laughs> I can tell you right now, the system we have sends my expenses to somebody who doesn't work here anymore. Yeah, so so I don't know if that's possible. Um, but yeah, let's get into the Patriots, uh, because the last two guests we've had on, because as we said, you're sloppy thirds, right. uh, Mike Giardi and Paul Prill. I made the opposite of a hot take statement. I thought of saying, I think the Patriots will be more talented next year. Both of those guys said, eh, not so sure. Will the Patriots be more talented in 2021? I think they have to be because I don't think Belichick has a much, Look, I think things are going to have to get better, or the Kraft family will say, "Oh, we have to move on from oh. at some point." No, I'm not saying that happens next year. I'm not saying that happens the year after that. But there needs to be a sign of progress because oh. the guy only has what five years left coaching, maybe five to seven. I don't know, but he's getting up there in age. Seven's a lot. Yeah. So, seven would put him at seventy-five. I don't think that's going to happen. I think five max, right? Okay. Disrespect, but didn't Marty Schottenheimer just die at seventy-seven? Yes. Okay, so, you, I mean, you're getting into, and, and I don't say this lightly, you're not getting into can you work anymore mode of age. You're getting into how long do you live after this point, right? Like, so, yeah, I think seven would be a lot. I'd say three to five is, is a good okay. Three to five, I mean, maybe if he's feeling really great and whatever thinks he can do it, maybe a little longer. But I think that three to five range, and I don't think Bill Belichick is going to end his coaching career on a note that is not positive. I think they're going to have to improve this year. Am I saying that they're going to make a playoff run this year? No, but I think you'll start to see signs of promise. And two years from now, they'll be back in the playoffs and and trying to compete to get into that AFC championship game. But I think they have to make some moves in free agency. Um, I think that includes signing guys that are going to be part of your future, though. I don't want, you know, a one-year deal to this guy because they're far away. They're not ready to go chasing a Lombardi trophy. But I do think they're going to need upgrades at positions like the wide receiver position, right? The tight end position. Um, They haven't done very well drafting those guys. So try to find some guys in free agency that you like that are part of your future. They have to be more talented than this past season, especially when it comes to the weapons department. That was our argument. They were so bad last year, they kind of have to be better, but basically by default. 
Right. It's not hard to upgrade with no disrespect to guys like Gunnar Oshesky or Jacoby Myers, but it, they're not that well, difficult to upgrade from. Ryan Izzo, Devin Asiasi, Dalton Keene. Like, that's another position. Well, Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi, I really – like, I have no idea. They could be complete busts. They could be good. I haven't seen any of them. I but mean, I would expect them to add a tight end, and that's going to be better than what – Why we bring her on for the expert analysis. I have no idea. They could be great. They could be busts. Well, I mean, we haven't seen them at all, right? Asiasi had a nice play to close out the year. Yeah, one. Better than none. Yep. You're right about that. Right? 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 Even if you don't what's your, uh, what's your quarterback quarterback take? Like, what would you do at quarterback? I like Zach Wilson. I don't like Justin Fields. Okay, uh, they're not going to be options. Yeah, I was going to say, let's do realistic options. Because I saw a mock draft today where Mac Jones goes in the top 12. So that's five quarterbacks in the top And 12. I want nothing to do with him. I think he's I terrible. Agree. Uh, that may be a little strong. Terrible. I think he'll be a solid 10-year NFL journeyman, but... He's not a number um, 15 overall pick. We can all well, agree with that. Now 12, because he's gone. So you can't even have him at 15 if... if I mean, Who'd I read today? McShay? Todd McShay's mock draft. Yeah. Five quarterbacks in the top 12, including Mac Jones. I don't see it. I don't see it either. So who you got? You got to have yeah. a quarterback. Um, I mean, you if Jimmy Cam Garoppolo Newton. shakes loose, which I still don't understand how that can happen, I would take Jimmy Garoppolo or a guy like Marcus Mariota has been floated around there a lot. I know he's a reclamation pro uh, project, but why not give it a try? It's better than what you got. I mean. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Is it? It is. Of course it is. Sure. Can't get any oh, bad than, worse than it was last year. Uh, you're right. It can't get worse. I don't know that it's a significant upgrade. I, I remember watching games thinking when he was in Tennessee, this guy stinks. Like, stinks. And then you look back, he had a decent sophomore season. And then he's done either nothing since or bad. Like, he's like, he completes 62. He played well in that game this year where, where Carr got hurt. And Cam Newton threw for 350 in Houston. You know how I know that? Bill Belichick told me that for a month, right? Everybody has a good game every once in a while. That doesn't mean he's your franchise quarterback. I think Marcus Mariota would be a borderline Newton-esque disaster. And I'll say it'd be worse because I don't think he'd be as good at all the other stuff as Cam Newton. He wouldn't have the nicknames and the bonds, and he wouldn't be good on the Greg Hill show and all that. I think that would be a disaster. Well, all right, then get me some names. Like, Everyone says there's so many guys that's going to be available. Like, I think that's overblown. Like, who really well, is I'll, I'll give you a name. It's very easy. Two words. Russell Wilson. He's not coming here. There's no way. He's not leaving Seattle. I know. If Seattle lets Russell Wilson go, I mean, everyone should be fired. Everyone. I think that was a power play on his part to have more of a say in personnel decisions. Yes. And he had that awkward interview with Dan Patrick yesterday where I give Dan Patrick credit. He – didn't let Russell Wilson weasel out of answering questions. He kind of kept the hammer to him. Um, I, this is a bigger topic, uh, probably a future column, maybe next week, who knows. Uh, the the NBAification of the NFL, I hate. I absolutely hate it. I'm going to blame Tom Brady for it because I think he put a face to it. And now everybody's going to try it. Everybody wants to do it. Oh, I'm. A, it's going to ruin the game of football because this isn't basketball. Basketball as anyone who's ever gone to a Y knows, five guys can show up, and if one of them's good, they can stay on the court for a long time and win a lot of games. That's just the way the game is played. That's not football. And if you have 10, 12, 14 quarterbacks switching teams in the every offseason, that's going to be some, I'll, I'll steal Megan's word, shitty football 
being played. You're going to see a lot of teams that look disjointed. They're not on the same page. Offense is scuffling. Quarterbacks holding up four fingers because they don't know what down it is when they lose the game like Brady was. Like, forget, it wasn't perfect for Brady, right? It wasn't perfect. And that's the greatest quarterback of all time, smartest quarterback of all time, going to a really talented team. What's it going to be when it's a great quarterback but not as great and the team he goes to is good but not as good? I think it could – Literally, I think it could ruin the game of football if this continues to go in this direction. Well, and I think of a guy like Deshaun Watson. I think he's, you know, one of the top three best quarterbacks in the league. But does he have those qualities that Tom Brady has that he's gained in 43 years of playing in the league, of getting everybody to buy in, creating culture, developing that leadership? I'm not saying he's a bad leader, but I don't think he has the experience to team build the way that Brady does. So he goes to another team and it's a disaster. What does he do then? Correct. Maybe looks for another team. Oh, yeah. Because I also think this could coincide if they really go down the NBA road. It's shorter contracts where they bet on the, you know, I'll take a two-year $60 million deal and I want to hit free agency again in case this doesn't work. I can go to that other team. I just, I hate it. But to rewind to back where we started, yes, Deshaun Watson's not really an option. Russell Wilson is not really an option. Uh, Tyler, I think Jimmy G's are only like, Jimmy G's not an option either. Like, but if he becomes available, and if he becomes available, I mean that by like, okay, so Kyle Shanahan was basically handed Jimmy Garoppolo, right? He gave right. up next to nothing for him. He got this quarterback. Never really fell in love with him, but he fell in like with him. They've been dating. It hasn't really been working out, and he's been hurt all the time. And now all of a sudden, he's in a position where these other teams that are ahead of them in the draft are passing on quarterbacks because they're signing guys like Matthew Stafford or whoever else shakes loose. He can select his guy, groom his guy, and then suddenly Jimmy shakes loose and the Patriots are going to end up paying more for Jimmy than they gave up. But why, but why would the quarterback do it? But why would Shanahan draft the guy? Isn't their team built to win now? Yeah, that's the one flaw in your theory. And I also – that would mean the Patriots aren't going to probably get Jimmy this year because I can't imagine they're going to draft a guy, cut Jimmy – you know what I mean? I don't know that that timeline marries up to the Patriots need a quarterback. I think the better scenario is, can they get another quarterback that's game ready, starter ready, Super Bowl he ready? He loves Kirk Cousins, but then why wouldn't a trade like the one that just happened between Detroit and L.A. just happen, where it's Kirk Cousins for Jimmy Garoppolo, one right. for one, throwing some picks? Well, unless, unless Minnesota wants to get younger and use a draft pick, like that's in right. play too. But Or it's not them. Maybe he loves Sam Darnold, and he decides, you put Sam Darnold with my system and George Kittle and Debo and those guys, and he'll be a good quarterback. I can fix him. I have a quarterback-friendly system. I'm way better than Adam Gase, blah, blah, blah. And then that makes Jimmy available. And I don't think the Patriots will pay more. I think there's going to be a quid pro quo. I think it'll be a second-round pick. We sent you a second-round pick. Send us a second-round pick, and thank you for your service. At some point, though, Belichick's going to have to pay for a quarterback. Like $20 million for a quarterback is not that much money. Correct. Oh, yeah. I, anybody who thinks you, you don't have to pay market value for a quarterback, that's fine. You won't get a market-level quarterback. You won't get a good quarterback. You'll be unless, trying to – Unless you draft one. Yeah. I, right. If you draft – but even then, by year four or right. after year three, whatever, you're thinking, oh, boy, how much am I going to pay this guy? Should I go to him early? Should I start the process now? Like – I've all like you want to pay a quarterback $25 million. You know why? Because that means you have a good quarterback. That means you have a quarterback that is basically worth it, that you're now competing with the rest of the league on a level playing field with an elite level quarterback. So 
to me, that should be the dream. Yeah, draft a guy and I have to pay him in a few years. That's well, and then you look at Jarrett Stidham and I don't think he's the guy. I don't think he's any good. But let's just say, for argument's sake, that he is the guy and he's really good. Well, he's got one more year on a rookie contract. So you're going to have to pay him too. You've wasted That's true. Yep. He's not a – I don't think he's the guy. Maybe he is. I don't know. He's been Instagramming pictures. But he's not I wouldn't hold my breath. He's probably not the guy. I he think was the they, guy. We would have seen it by now. He's not the guy. He's going to be in the mix, though. Would you agree? Like, I think yes. come next summer, well. there'll be an actual quarterback competition. Like, I don't uh, see them signing a guy that you are like, he's the definitive guy. Well, the just because it's a competition, though, doesn't mean it's like a good quarterback competition. Like, we always well, hype more than like, more oh, last year. Competition. But, like, yeah. it could be a crappy competition. Like, well, I just want an actual one, unlike last year. Well, well it was a competition last year, but just a crappy one. Yeah, Bill said it was a competitive competition at the competitive quarterback position. Remember he used competitive like four times in one answer? And, and how competitive actually was it? It wasn't. He gave Cam the job. He's, as soon as he signed him, Bill was like, googly eyes, googly eyes. I love my quarterback, googly eyes. Right. And then he wasn't any good. And then he stunk. But I don't – like, Jimmy's a guy that, to me, there wouldn't be a quarterback competition. If Jimmy Garoppolo's here, he's the quarterback. Now, you know, Ryan, I would say if you're doing smart business, you have to pair him up with somebody. Stidham, you still think Stidham can get back up? Mike Giardi admitted that. We, I mean, all you have to do is go look profootballreference.com, games played, go down that column and say, how come this guy never has double digits in this column? Only once. Like, you, you'd be an idiot to not have a, a legitimate backup. Maybe that's Cam. Maybe it's Jimmy with Cam. I wouldn't do that, though. That could be like a divided locker room or something thing. That wouldn't be good. I was yeah. kind of surprised it wasn't as – maybe it was divided. We didn't know it, like, divided this year. Like, because Stidham obviously has his guys. Does he, though? Yeah, I do. Like, I think – I think, like, Jacoby is a Stidham guy, but he's also a Cam guy. Well, like, David Andrews. And I know this is, like, going down the social media road. Like, him and Stidham and their wives hang out all the time. Like, don't you think at some point David Andrews is like, why don't we give this guy a shot? Uh – Unless he James White this year too. I look at James White's comments, like his numbers are down this year. I think he looked at Stidham like oh, I think, I I think James White is a tough guy to even like mention because he went through a year that was unimaginably difficult. Like he went through hell and back this year off the field. Mm -hmm. So I look at his numbers and I, I can't really take much away from it because I just think that he was dealing with so much that it had to impact the way he was playing. No, I agree. I just looked at uh, White's comments last week when he was asked on Sirius about the quarterback position, and he brought up Stidham. Like, he wasn't asked about Stidham. He just brought him up. And then, remember when I asked him on one of the right. Mondays or Fridays or something? I don't know, whenever I asked him, and he was like, he'll be great when he gets his chance. Like, yes. didn't say he'll be ready. He said he's going to be great when he gets his chance. So you're right. There could have been guys that were because well, it was the opposite of what Mike Lombardi kept saying. Oh, people see practice. They know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether that's true or not, just because your boy Bill tells you that or whatever. You're trying to prop your boy Bill up. Maybe some players are like, yeah, Cam hits me in the shins and Stidham hits me in the hands. Maybe we should try Stidham on game day instead of Cam. Like, there could have definitely been that group. We should say David Andrews, congratulations, having a boy. David Andrews is having a kid? Uh, yeah. Pretty what? sure. All right, well, I, you guys are – See, on our show, I'm the social media girl, and now you guys are the social media guys. So, uh, Andrews and his wife posted a video yesterday of their dogs eating a cake, and they were like, bite it, eat it, bite it. And then it got to a little blue frosting in the middle, and Andrews said something like, Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing this. Partner for life. Yep. I guess ah. Andy's we're so in trouble if I'm the one on the cutting edge of social media here. We are in major trouble. 
You are, yes. You are. Yeah, well, congrats to David Andrews. Yeah, and a boy. Yeah, good. Andy. And the boy apparently is going to be pressured into killing animals because he said, I have a hunting partner for life, so. Well, look, look at you. You got, you got a new title, social media expert. Look at me, nailing it. I was probably pooping and reading it, just FYI. That's all right. Hey, good scrolling time, you know. What, what else do we want to get to? We got nine minutes left. Britney Spears documentary. Did you guys see it? I didn't see it, but it's getting a lot of, yeah, a lot like, of buzz. Action. Is it good? I watched it yesterday. I thought it was great. Um, did I had she really not... get railroaded? Did she what? Get, like railroaded? Um, her father, it's, it's, it's hard to decipher. I've, I've talked to people on both sides. Some people think the father is just protecting her. Others think that the father is taking complete advantage of her, taking all of her money and almost like holding her at ransom. I'm but kind of losing it. Like, I've, like, isn't this all overseen by basically the courts and a judge and well, whatever? Well, there's a hearing tomorrow. But I mean, wouldn't they notice if, hey, Mr. Spears, what's his name, James or whatever, Janie? Mm. Like, uh, where'd this, uh, where'd this five million dollars go? Like, wouldn't they notice? Is or like, if he's siphoning money off of her estate, her income, whatever? It almost seems like he he has control over like who she sees, who she dates, who she, like. So I guess there's a restraining order between um, her ex-husband, so she can't see her kids because they're with the ex-husband. It's very bizarre, but I would watch it. I mean, if anything, a trip down memory lane. I'm sure you both were fans of Baby One More Time. So yeah, huge. Ah, uh, that the what was it? The MTV Movie Awards where she was like on stage with like a skin tone smoke show. Oh yeah, she she could perform. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Jeez, we can't have her on anymore. She's no, crossing no. lines. We don't cross on this podcast. I was talking on the stage, like she was up there dancing, performing. Jesus. This this is why we bring you on. Like Perillo and Giardi want to give any of this. No, but they wanted to come back, by the way. Are you enjoying it? Are you going to want to come back? Come back where? Oh, on the show? Oh, yeah, this show? Yeah. You got to keep up if you're going to come back. You got to keep I'm I'm looking. Is this, I see the blue over, I was thinking that was a Tufts football player. I thought it was a picture of you, but it looks like it's a baseball player now. Dodgers. Oh, there you go. Bo Jackson. Clearly, she doesn't watch you on WEI. Well, no one does. What is that, like 200 of my closest friends watching? <laughs> no, I don't watch. Let's you know. see, see the videos. Unless, unless I threaten to shave my head or something like uh, Lou did. Lou, yeah. Uh, okay, I don't know. Where else are you going? I was on? thinking, though, for after watching the Britney doc, like there's this huge movement, hashtag free Britney, and people are protesting. Maybe, and I say this partially sarcastically, um, that... Someone for my cause, my cleats, free Britney. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think that's one you're gonna want to go down. I mean, probably not. And she might be free by then next year. What is to- uh, what is Patriots.com got coming up planned? No combine this year. Any like featurey stories you should be on the lookout for? Oh, I did an interview with um, Patriots team physician Mark Price on Friday. Ooh. He told you all the injury far. details, right? What's that? All the injury details. Yeah, he told me everything. Yep, told me yeah. about who's dealing with what, showed me all the x-rays. And like Edelman's knees just really toast. Oh, he said Edelman toast. Don't draft him in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to tune into Patriots.com for that one, though. He's going to go into detail about all of the injuries everyone's dealing with. Um, no, but in all seriousness, he has a bronze star, was a doctor in the Navy, went to Afghanistan. So I did a whole story on him. Um, <laughs> We're waiting to talk to Cardona and Belichick. So that is coming soon. What else do we have? 
we're going to maybe do a off season show that will be on YouTube. Nice. It's a five minute show. That's what in the is work. a show. Yeah, what does the show entail? Well, we'd have like, I would be the host and we'd have special guests on like Paul Perillo, quote unquote experts. Not so special. Um, Just like your podcast to you twice a week, show that you do twice a week. Yeah, we do podcasts twice a week. Mike Dussault has been really killing it with all the articles. So Yeah, he's the only one who writes. The rest of you do crap. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. Oh, I notice. I notice. I saw you did something with Jim Nagy, right? Oh, yeah. I interviewed him before the Senior Bowl. I interviewed Mike Lombardi to kind of get an inside look on Matt Patricia and what he's coming into after coming back, similar to a role that Lombardi played. But he didn't really tell me anything, so we decided not to run it because – Wow, it was that bad that, that it got bad? left? Well, he, I didn't write it because when the whole point of the interview was to find out like what Matt Patricia yeah. was going to be doing. And so we talked about other things, talked about his son, yada, yada. And then I was like, so, Matty P, like, what's he, oh, you're going to have to talk to Bill and Matt about that. So I was like, hmm. Good talk. <laughs> well, I tried. Well, that's interesting. So let's, in the last five minutes, because one of the things you do generally, go to the combine or even pre-draft, is talk to Nick Casario. So obviously you're not talking to Nick Casario. If there were a combine, for example, who do you think you would have done the combine interview with, if anyone? Probably Dave Ziegler. Yeah. Do you think he? Well, yeah, I don't need Hannibal's tone in the background there. You he's, think he's, he's just ascending to the role? That's what's been reported. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a difference between what's reported well, and what's true. Are you saying that like they want to put him out there to do interviews, or? I have no idea. All I know is he's not Nick Casario. He doesn't have the history of Nick Casario. And Nick Casario wasn't thrown out there to the Wolves immediately. You build over time, and Matt Patricia's in some sort of a quasi-coaching, quasi-advisory role. I just I think it'll be interesting when you guys have your cameras in the war room this year and we see little snips of you know Robert Kraft and whatever. Who's around Bill? Who's sitting where? Who's in there? What their role is? You think Matt Patricia's in there? Oh, 100%. I think it'll be Bill, Matt Patricia, and Josh McDaniels, and Dave Ziegler, and the other people. But yeah. I think those three are in there. I think that's your new uh, triumvirate of power in the coaching slash personnel. So do you think Patricia is here for the, like, the long haul, not just the guy that doesn't have to get paid? I think he's the guy that doesn't have to get paid. That's what I look at it as, too. It's both, though. But like, why would you have him in the room and like, doing a lot of like, important stuff if you don't have like, a long-term vision for him? Well, first of all, how long he's got at least two years, right? He signed a five year deal, I believe, to go to Detroit, didn't he? And he coached three. Yeah. So he's got two years where he's getting paid by Detroit. And I don't rule rule out him leaving. He's as in bed with Belichick as anybody, right? Yes. Yep. So I wouldn't I don't think he's like Lombardi where when his contract runs out with the other team, he's gone. I don't think that at all. I think there's a chance Patricia could be here for a while. I like your point because I think Patricia's considered family by the Belichicks, and that's that's different when he's uh, part of the Nantucket crew, he's part of the Linda crew, he's part of the whatever that is. Whatever well, Linda was very very happy about that. What will the draft look like? Will Bill be on Nantucket? Uh, that's probably. Right? Probably. I, I don't I, know. I, well, you're right. You brought up the war room. There might not be one this year. Well, they'll be the virtual one. So we look at Dan Famosi's name and then all the other names on the little grid of things, and we look at those to see who's, you know, Ernie Adams. Yep. Of course, maybe they make up – they should make up screen names and just so we won't even know who they are. They sure. should. But they, we actually put in a, in a request to talk to Dave Ziegler 
but haven't heard anything back. So that would be good because I'll be honest with you, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about him. I know nothing about him, really. I don't think anybody does. Resume, but not does he sound like Bill? Like Nick started to sound like Bill, or does he talk like them? Does he have any sort of views of his own? That'd be, I look forward to that. Hopefully, you get it. I want to see who takes on the Nick Casario role during practice and taking them through drills. Nobody. 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 You no, know, like no one's going to fill the, like somebody will fill all those various things he did, but it'll be different people. I don't think you'll, you'll be able to pinpoint like, oh, that guy's doing everything Nick did. But I would say, is there a chance that Matty P does it on game day? Maybe he's in the coach's booth. I would say that's a Matty P is going to be out there in spandex like Nick Casario start throwing passes. Um, no, hopefully not. <laughs> All right, run out of time, but we'll, uh, <laughs> I, we'll have to sign you up for a reoccurring guest. I think she's got on the list. Of, Do I get a t-shirt or anything like that? Uh, yeah, uh, it's in the mail. Yeah, uh, it'll be yeah. coming. No, and you were too high maintenance. Can we do it at two? Can we do it at three? Can we do it at 2.30? You jerked us around more than anybody. Yeah, we texted you already. COVID tested. I messed everything up. It's all right. It's all right. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll make sure we, uh, we'll get you back on soon. Lots of stuff to talk about this offseason, so always good to have guests. Bye. 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 <laughs>